Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. <laughs> Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 6 p.m. and a beautiful 65 degrees on this fine Tuesday, January 15th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio and to all those listening online at camp.arizona.edu as well as any of our podcasting platforms. I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Now, you teased me a little bit there, Brody. You said 60 and then 5, and then I was kind of depressed. But good evening, Wildcats. We're so happy to be back here for this rockin' semester of Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've been gone for a minute, so you know the sports sports world stops for no man. So with that being said, let's... Dive right in. Let's dive right in. All right, and just want to give a quick reminder to you folks, if you want to call in to the show, our number is 520-621-5806. That is 520-621-5806. If you want to call in, we will put you on the air. And you can ask us whatever you want. You can get it on the discussion. Um, It is a, a free form uh, show we got going on yeah, here. Yeah, we Eric. support we support uh, freedom of speech on this show. We, we we sure do. First Amendment all the way. All right, so diving right in, we'll keep it um, in town right now. Oh, Arizona basketball, a lot of um, a lot of stuff is going down. Oh, it is it is a kerfuffle. Le- it, it is a kerfuffle. You you'd be correct in saying that. We'll start off with Emmanuel Acott announcing he's transferring from the program midseason mm. right now. Just coming back from the Bay Area. Uh, visiting trip. Eric, give me your thoughts on ACOT. To quote a good friend of mine, Chris Caceres, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. (laughs) I think we've all seen this coming for a long time. Mm. ACOT, this hotshot five-star prospect, four or five-star prospect. Five-star, yeah. Yeah. So um, many people thought, you know, he'd be like the next, sort of like a poor man's Clay Thompson, just like a three Mm -hmm. and D, good shooter, great defender kind of deal. And what I think we realized is he could barely cut it in this, down year mm-hmm. U of A team. Yes. I think, you know, just the hype coming off of Canada, the Canadians, they lied to us. It was fake. It uh-huh. was uh, fake. We need a war between us and Canada. Uh-huh. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brody, I'm not dissing <laughs> Canada, although screw Canada. They've been finagling us on some players. Emmanuel oh, yeah. Acott, overhyped. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins, some could say overhyped. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bennett, yes. very overhyped. Yes. Canada, stop sending us your crap players yeah. <laughs> and stop fudging on the scouting report. You know in high school basketball, Brody, uh-huh. when, you know, Max Preps, you're, you know, they might say I'm like 6'1", 6'2". Mm-hmm. Canada is straight up Max Prepping these guys yeah. <laughs> saying they're like 7 foot with 12 inch yeah. thumbs. <laughs> and oh then they Lord. get here, and then folks listen to this. This is what, you know, they get here to play basketball and all we hear is this. <laughs> so Canada stop What, sh- what give, should they be hearing They right? should be hearing <laughs> Canada stop finagling us y- You know I couldn't agree more Eric C- Canada is almost like uh, Europe now you, yes. know, uh, you know how it was the classic like uh, European players are too soft They don't know, they don't have the same competition As um, guys in America So yeah I agree with you It's, it's very disappointing uh, that Emmanuel Acott Has um, you know given us basically nothing uh, I, There's a stat actually his first career uh, game suiting up for Arizona was he scored seven points, which would become his career high in his first game. In his first game, and it's only seven points. Yeah. Um. So Aka, obviously, our depth is absolutely uh, killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already been uh, done for, and you know this being a, a down year for Arizona, we're still on top of the. Yeah, Pac-12. exactly. Worthy to know four and zero. The only other two teams, Washington, and Oregon State, which I say are both surprises, and I don't think they'll be able to maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this really credits Sean Miller's coaching. You know. Yeah. 
much crap as people give Sean Miller that he's not very inventive with his offense. You know, he's just a defensive coach. Yeah. And to his credit, he's a very good one. Mm -hmm. But, like, everyone says, oh, you know, without a true superstar, like, it's been shown when we don't have, like, a Derrick Williams or an Aaron Gordon or um, a DeAndre Ayton, the offense does get lackluster. Yes. And... Uh, I think it's showing again now. This might not be the most fun team, but they're winning games. Yes, they are. And so, if you call yourself a true basketball fan or U of A fan, mm -hmm. then you like this either way. Yeah, I and I think one thing about this um, this team not not much has changed since last season, other than losing. You know, obviously yeah. DeAndre Eaton and Trier, and I think it's been just such a huge, you know. Uh, Growing pain for guys like Brandon Randolph, who came in, I think, very optimistic, wanting yeah. to score the ball, but then had to like learn their role last semester or last year, mm -hmm. and you know, feed the ball to DeAndre and give it to Trier. You know, it's on them. And now getting back into that rhythm has yeah. been, you know, a, a little bit awkward. You know, they they've got four losses on the schedule, still on top of the Pac-12, which is great, but you know, they've just kind of been scraping by a couple of those yeah. those games, and it'll it'll be a lot uh, tougher moving forward, and obviously. And then just looking at the roster now, with ACOG gone, we have Barcelo, who hasn't been playing much. And Justin, I, I actually, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I saw that Barcelo, there were talks, oh, rumors, considering. was considering leaving. And yeah, I know that's kind I of been care. swirling. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that's the thing. All these guys where it's like, um, now they're saying, oh, Ira Lee's going to get more minutes. Well, he's been 10 times as productive as yeah. ACOG, uh -huh. uh, you know, so I don't mind that. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. Barcelo might leave. As well, there, there's rumors. There's yeah. not, not no official word, just rumors. I mean, I think honestly, that's just a smart move. Like when you look at our, well, first of all, our backcourt coming in next year, mm -hmm. he'll be a junior. Yeah. So at this point, I think he's looking at maybe just being the primary backup his senior year. Yeah. And I understand as a baller, which he was, he was a four star, mm -hmm. you know, killing it. Um, super athletic. We both remember his dunk contest, yeah. like just like throwing it, like just a little white guy just throwing it up and yep. killing the game. Mm -hmm. I think he could really benefit in like pulling the reverse TJ McConnell. Yes. Like TJ, you know, went from Duquesne small program to U of A mm -hmm. and Barcelo, you know, big hype coming in same class DeAndre and but maybe you should transfer to like a University of Buffalo, a Dayton, something yes. You know, go, VCU. yeah, swap Millers. Exactly. Go, to, go to like Indiana or yeah. something who needs exactly. a, a, a player like him. And I think that would be good. But again, just diving back into my original point, like yes. just looking what you said, the depth is going to be a little because, like, so ACOD's gone. Barcelo doesn't get that much. Coleman's a starter. Jake Dejar, no, we yeah, are not no, putting we, the team on. We, Although I love the man. If you if you ever catch Jake Dejarjans at uh, Dirtbags, hit him up. <laughs> He might ice you. He might ice you. <laughs> you know who I'm hoping gets more See, time? Yep. Devonair Dutrieve. Yep. Now, folks, let me tell you, Devonair Dutrieve, <laughs> he's got it going on. This is a hot take. This is my father's uh, favorite player on the U of A. Oh, wow. Devonair Dutrieve will be a starter by the end of the season. Hot take. Oh, my. He will cement, cement either Justin Coleman or Brandon Williams as one of those starting guards. W without injury. Are you or like you? You have to say like. Well, uh, here I think maybe injury is the key. Okay. But then once he gets it, he's not letting go. Okay. Okay. All right. That's I, my hot take. I can see that. I'd be a fan of that because I, we, we're both pretty big fans of Dutrieve, and he's got a more a lot more chances yeah. as of late. Once conference play started, and now with Acock gone, mm -hmm. he'll you know not not definitely not exactly the same position, but you know there's no depth in the team yeah. anymore. Dutrieve yeah. is going to get a lot of chances, and I yeah. I agree with you. I think he can make a huge impact. I say. He, would you say he's a starter next year? 
Ooh, with, again, with, with that backcourt just being so solid. Yeah. yeah, I say he could be one of those like senior year like uh, all, all time like Arizona like all the fans yeah. like love him. You know, like Mikhail gets hyped whenever they call his name and like start senior depending on how we're recruiting. Yeah, goes no, from I could there. see that like us oh. coming back, our homecoming, our first one, and just yeah. being lit for duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say now, and I know we were both bagging on him early, mm-hmm. but Chase Jeter, the way he has played mm-hmm. recently, I know we were saying there's no shot this guy's making the pros or whatever, yep. and I haven't really checked up on the mock drafts, but just the way he's been really kind of carrying the team. Yeah. Um, these last few games, and his averages are going up. I think he's averaging a double-double, if not close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to think, maybe second round. I mean, I know the NBA is definitely drifting more from center, and, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like uh, – um, Chase Jeter's knocking down threes. He's mm-hmm. not a stretch five, but yeah. you got to think. I don't know. I'm just saying, what do you think about that? I, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, Eric, I, I could see it happening, but I would put my money on Chase Jeter not getting drafted. Yeah, so he's 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 too he, he's too not versatile. I you guess know? he's a very he's a pretty one dimensional guy, which can obviously pass to a degree in college basketball. Uh-huh. But then now how the NBA game is transforming so much, you've got to have you've got to be the jack of all trades. You yeah, know what I'm thir- saying thirteen point seven rebounds for Chase. So he was I thought he had like nine rebounds, so a little mm-hmm. bit closer. But then the other guy, basically, are only two like pro prospects, like who might even get like a summer league call, you know, because I don't think anyone even else is close, yeah. is Brandon Randolph with 16 points, 3.5 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, let's remember Brandon Randolph is in that class with uh, with like Luka Doncic and um, Trey Young and like mm-hmm. all these other guards. And I saw like, you know, all these, you know, great basketball players, they all know each other, they go to the same camps, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing Brandon Randolph go toe-to-toe with all these guards who went in the lottery last year. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I think, you know, some more holes were in his game, but 16 points, 3.5 rebounds, only one assist, but, you mm-hmm. know, he's playing more off-ball, and I think he's six six. he's got the size to play. I will say I don't think he's actually six six. Mm-hmm. I saw him walking around. I think he's more like six four, six five. Mm-hmm. But still, that's good enough size to play shooting guard in the NBA, and mm-hmm. I think he's the best pro prospect now, and I can see him leaving even if he's not even guaranteed a draft. Like, I think he'll get a spot. What do you think about that? I, I could definitely see that happening. And you know who I see um, him getting a lot of influence from is Alonzo Trier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see him as a very similar – obviously there's some differences with athleticism, um, defense, you know, a different body type uh, than Alonzo Trier. But a lot – now he's, you know, becoming a lot more of a scorer. I think, you know, last year, like I said, he had to play in that shadow role. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't get many starts – with, with Trier, Aiden, you know, and when he was out there, he's kind of feeding the ball to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he saw that. He realizes, you know, I got this big recruiting class coming in, taking my team over next season. Yeah. This is my team this Absolutely. season. So he's kind of embodying that, you know, not in, in the most positive way possible, ball hog. Yeah, you know, no, but he's taking he, some, yeah. Yeah, he's taking the more initiative um, than than last year, obviously. So I, I'm a fan, and I could, I could see him – uh, you know, declaring for the draft, even if it's a low second round undrafted, because, you know, him, I don't know how personal him and Alonzo Trier are, but seeing that the year before in the, the, a similar play yeah. style, I could see him making that decision, and I couldn't blame him one yeah. second for it. And I will say, I do think the Miller's offensive system, again, one of the downsides, it's not very good for ISO guards. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who, who flourished in 
Miller's system. TJ McConnell, definitely, you know, a, a pass for his point guard. Mm-hmm. You can say Momo, Momo Jones did mm-hmm. pretty well, too. But again, PJC. He, yeah, he was more of a cerebral PJC, you know, mm-hmm. more cerebral. Momo Jones, I would be the only exception who could get his. But also, again, I think you could argue where it's like Brandon Randolph, Trier, they're never going to be distributors yeah. ever. So I would say um, you're seeing it now with Trier that, like, just the offense doesn't really favor them mm-hmm. and just the way he runs his sets and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd say um, even if I was Brandon Randolph, the way I'm playing, like 16 points, that's enough. Mm. And I think he's got to be realistic. You know, I don't think Brandon Randolph thinks he's going to come in and be the next superstar. But just yeah. to make it to the NBA, maybe get – and the way they're dishing out contracts yeah, now. exactly. Like mid-level role players are getting $40 million, mm-hmm. $50 million. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So I, I, think, I think this is his last year. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, we are now 13 minutes to the broadcast here on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. If you want to call in, get on the discussion, ask us any questions whatsoever, the number is 520-621-5806. One last little uh, point I'd like to uh, maybe discuss just for a second on Arizona basketball. Big news came in over winter break. The former Arizona assistant, Book Richardson, who is facing federal bribery charges as part of the FBI's investigation into college basketball um, corruption, has reached a plea deal uh, with federal prosecutors. So he's facing um, 18 to 24 months in prison. He's accused of taking um, about twenty thousand dollars, but it looks like this chapter. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's been, yeah, this chapter is finally closing because if if Sean Miller, if the University of Arizona was like, then you know, was really guilty of something, it would have had to have been. I, yeah, by, that's what I'm know. thinking. Like the FBI, and like, granted, you can say whatever you want about this government, but <laughs> this is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. These yeah. guys hunt down serial killers and murderers. I think they probably did a pretty good job. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we can just move on. And I love what Matt Rain said. Mm-hmm. Either Miller, shout out to Matt Rain, either Miller is innocent or he's the cleanest person and the greatest. His house must be immaculate because he hid that and yeah. swept that under the rug so well that even the FBI can't find it. Yeah, exactly. Well well said, Eric. So, can I, I'm just going to yeah. give a quick little personal note. Uh-huh. Um, Book Richardson, one of his sons, he's a senior at CDO. My brother is a sophomore. They play on varsity together. I saw Book a couple times over oh, the really? break. And for I didn't a man, know he was like out. No, that's the thing, yeah, because he was he was like he made bail. Obviously, oh, yeah, he could yeah. afford it. So he was waiting for this um, you know, plea deal or trial. Interesting. And for a man who, you know, is gonna spend the next year and a half to two years in jail. He was pretty chill. Like, okay. He was at his son's games. Did you say what's up? I did not. Okay, maybe that's um, a good move. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of admired from afar. Like, yeah. but he was literally just chatting up, chopping it up, like hanging out with people. Like, and you know, it was like no. I think it just kind of everyone was like, all right, this man's here for now. Because like, let's remember, guys. He did not kill anybody. Yeah. He didn't murder anyone. You could make the loose argument that he robbed someone, but really, what he was doing at the end of the day was going into maybe these players who might not have as much, might be a little more underprivileged, mm-hmm. and giving them money. And I think this opens up a whole new discussion about whether players should be paid. I'm pro mm-hmm. that they should. But um, I don't know. I think it's hard. It's more like a Robin Hood situation in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, you, you said all that need to be said there. Um, and it's now 6.15, so we'll move on uh, from Arizona. Free book. Free book. Um, I'm sure there will be more to talk about uh, next week on the broadcast, but we'll move on to the NFL playoffs. Oh, Eric, baby. I know you have a lot to say about your Colts. I do have a lot to say. All I'm right. going to take this one. I'm going I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> to let you finish. But, Brody, what was my hot take around week two or three? 
Um, I think you should remind me. I said on this show, you can look back at our lovely podcast. I don't know, maybe week three, four, or five of the NFL season. The Colts were down one and five, and it was looking bleak. Mm-hmm. But Frank Wright, one and zero each week going in. Clawed our way back. And when we got to four and five and I looked at the rest of our schedule, I said, Brody, this is my hot take. The Colts are going to run the table, get into the playoffs. I just said get into the playoffs. Well, folks, they did it. They beat the Titans in a winner go home, moving on into the playoffs, having to play at Houston in the wild card round. Now, I was just happy with how it was going, you know. Mm -hmm. We made it back. Andrew Luck looked healthy. He's made it to a Pro Bowl, comeback player of the year. Quinn Nelson is a beast. Darius Leonard might has drawn comparisons to the next, like Patrick Willis. Mm -hmm. Great start. And then we go in and we smack, uh, I can't think of Houston. No, Houston, but the quarterback. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, like Nick Saban did, just pop, pop, pop. (laughs) And this man was shook. J.J. Watt literally was like having PTSD. He was like (laughs) cradled in the corner. (laughs) Quentin Nelson, I wish I could show you this clip, picked up Jadavion Clowney, former first overall pick Jadavion Clowney, and threw him down like it was date night. (laughs) This man was about to lay the pipe on Jadavion Clowney as a plumber because, you know, I've heard his house is having plumbing issues. Oh, yeah, of course. But... Seriously, so moving on, and then you meet the Chiefs, and I will be honest, the Chiefs gave it to the Colts, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes playing out of his mind, Mm -hmm. the defense stepped up. I'm not mad at the Colts, it was a great season, but that was one wild card. Now, Brody, give us your take on the the tragic NFC uh, story that happened over the weekend. You know, you really hate to see it. As As an Arizona Wildcat fan, also a Denver Broncos fan, I didn't really have a dog in this <laughs> in, in this fight. Um, but I've got to say, uh, the Eagles, the Nick Foles, everyone was rooting for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like even you know the Eagles are a very hateable team. They all right, are. the the fans are rowdy. They're rude. Um, they're they're very loyal, but not to like the individual players. Yeah. You know, they're they're Donovan, loyal they, to the. They, the they smack Donovan McNabb around. Yeah, exactly. So the, you know, it's not a very nice thing. But no matter what, Nick Foles. You know, everyone's a full ride for uh, Nick Foles, and he led them barely getting back into the playoffs um, this season after Carson Wentz fell. He made it to the wild card against Chicago. Thank God for Cody Parkey. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Cody Parkey, like, that was just like, I think that was literally God just being like, sorry, yeah. man, I'm going with Nick. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I, don't, I want Chicago fans to get off his back because sometimes it's just not your day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you saw, but there, a bar hosted a, a little challenge for um, Chicago citizens the, yeah, to, yeah. to try to make the exact field goal that Cody Parkey um, made and they let a hundred people or try. Or he missed that he missed. Or sorry, that he missed. Um, and they let a hundred people try and not a single one made it. And if they would have made it, they would have gotten free beer for a year. Yeah, and so. it wasn't even close either, folks. Yeah. Like these, some guy, <laughs> you see, got hit in the yeah. ball, like yeah. the security yeah. guard. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't even close. But um, just wrapping that, I mean, I've heard a lot of talk, you know, my sources, ESPN, um, <laughs> like some were saying if Nick Foles pulled this game, the Eagles manager would have legitimately thought, and I thought this was dumb, I want your take on this, about moving on from Carson Wentz and going with Nick Foles. Yeah. Why would you leave your second overall pick, third year in the league, almost won an MVP quarterback, and I love Nick Foles, I do, uh-huh. but uh, all, uh, hit coming close on 30, granted, clutch in the playoffs, but as a proven record of being inconsistent, why would you leave that guy for Nick Foles? Okay, I disagree with you, Eric. I, well, be, I want to know why. Because uh, look at what Carson Wentz did this season though. Yeah, he wasn't great. He, he was he was a trash but bag. You can, <laughs> with an arm. With a, he was a trash bag with an arm this season. You can season. argue he wasn't as healthy though. Yeah. How did how did they get to the playoffs? 
Nick when Foles Nick Foles led three, them to the yeah. playoffs. And I, I'm going to say they sh- should not re-sign him now. He has he didn't earn it, Nick Foles. Yeah. Um, obviously got bounced the next round by the, the one seed, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. But it was, was close. It was close, 20-14, to 14, um, you know, as close as, as could be. Um, so that's unfortunate for him. I'd say... What would need him to get re-signed was a at least get to the Super Bowl. If he got to the Super Bowl again, yeah. Nick Foles would have been the Eagles quarterback again. But now it's disqualified. But I, Carson Wentz is uh, like I I was. It's not even just because Nick Foles like the whole U of A thing. Carson Wentz has just been butt cheeks this year. And, and when you see Nick Foles' greatness the last two seasons, when you put him out, but not there, two full seasons. Two. I know they. I know they're not two full seasons. But when you put him out there on the field, look at who's better. But yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that sense. The Eagles seem to rally. I will say the big knock I have on Carson Wentz is you see Nick Foles. He spreads the ball around. Yes. Right. Alshon Jeffrey was ready to <laughs> on Nick Foles because like Carson Wentz never looks his way. He only looks to Zach Ertz, and mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is great. But you have an arguable number on that one final play though. We kind of understand. He, yeah. Why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Well, yeah. But again, you know, you argue. But if you look at Nick Foles's like performance he did not necessarily play well in the Chicago game and then you can argue with the Saints game that Jeffrey should have caught that ball and Mm -hmm. he should have one less interception maybe the Eagles do something crazy Mm -hmm. but Nick Foles was just an average court and I think this is why moving on just a little bit this is going to hurt him being signed as a full-time starter Mm -hmm. because they're going to look like yo you were hot that first but like you know he did not he think he threw for four touchdowns and four interceptions in two games Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I agree. I have to agree with you there because he didn't have the most impressive performances ever, but he he got them to where they yeah, needed to, to be, and he had a great regular season leading up to that Bears game, which he didn't have a great season, but they won. They won. I know it was basically it his is a Cody team party, game. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, lost, and you know they uh, they lost the the Saints game, but I'd say. That he, you know, he's not on – he will get a full season he of start. Yeah, he will. I think he will. But now let me ask you this. Well, two things. First of all, are you buying that that Cody Parkey t- kick was like slightly No, that, that's the NFL trying to be like anti-bullying or yeah. something. Because, <laughs> because like everyone was just trashing on Cody Parkey and the, the fact that it, you know, was kind of close. They were like, oh, we'll, we'll yeah. like protect you, which kind of makes sense because that guy was getting like some like death threats. Yeah. And, like, stuff, and stuff especially like being that. from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. so so it's uh, I, I don't blame them for it, but it was – it was total BS. I, I don't like the way Cody Parkey went on Good Morning America the next. Oh really? Yeah, you didn't see that. He no. like to defend himself, sort of like same deal. Like, yeah, you know, I and he was like, you know, I wouldn't change anything about that. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't try to hook you, it a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that, I was like, okay, but anyways, that's a little sus. So moving on back to the Nick Foles thing, I'm gonna ask you if you're a GM mm-hmm. of let's say the Dolphins mm-hmm. or I don't know. Uh, Another team who needs a quarterback. I can't really think the Dolphins. The Jags. The Jags, yeah. The Dolphins. Arguably the, the Cardinals, depending what direction they go. Yeah. You're not. Are you going to sign Nick Foles? I, yes. I, I, I would, how many years? How much? Um, I, I, would, I would. If I were the GM, I'd give a two year contract. Two year? How much? He, he'd be one of the, like, probably the lowest end starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, like he he would I like I don't know I I don't want to say an exact number and be wrong but he I wouldn't give him the he'd be the low probably like the lowest okay. tier of a starting quarterback. See, I think he would fall around somewhere like the Case Keenum range. You know, Case Keenum had that hot season. Yeah, and gets two years. I think I don't know. I think it might be like. 
thirty some million. But, for that's two what years. I, yeah. I was thinking like somewhere like that, like ten million a year okay. or something like that. I th- the thing is, I think it would be he'd be perfect in Arizona. Now that I got a chance to think about it, you, jo- I think they're sticking with Josh Rosen. What are you talking about? I don't know. Josh Rosen obviously uh, was a trash bag with an arm th- <laughs> this season, uh, and it makes sense because he's so young. But they just brought in that Cliff Kingsbury, the sort of this like quarterback works with you know like the, yeah. the next Sean McVay is what they're hoping. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. But they've got a lot more work to do. Other, it's not they're just going to get a great quarter. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. if Josh Rosen was became you know got the abilities of Tom Brady, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Cardinals would not fix everything. So I think. It would be very advantageous to bring a veteran quarterback like Nick Foles. They did that with Sam Bradford, though, and it blew up in their faces. Sam Brad, I don't think Sam Bradford is comparable to Nick Foles. I think Sam Bradford is an injury-prone. He's worse. I think Nick Foles is an actual leader in the yeah. locker room who's won a Super Bowl, yeah. can provide some hope to this team. While they're not going to maybe even make the playoffs this season, but still get him on board and invest in the future for Josh Rosen to you know shadow him get some inspiration, learn his ways, and do and do that. So if I if I were the Cardinals, I'd say that's something to definitely look I don't into. Know. I don't think the Cardinals are. I do think we got to touch though. Like this quarter, Cliff Kingsbury loves Kyler Murray. Like, really loves Kyler Murray. So I've heard some rumors of trading Rosen. I heard this one. This one seemed a little far fetched, but you know, Rosen's still only one year, still has a lot of potential. Rosen for Odell Beckham Jr. to the Giants. Hmm. And then, and obviously the first round pick. So the Cardinals will get Odell Beckham Jr., and they would send Rosen and mm-hmm. the first round pick, and uh, then they draft Kyler Murray. Wow, that would be wild with the Giants pick because the Giants are like at ten, uh-huh. and Kyler Murray's gonna fall. Like he's not yeah. that upper echelon. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could see that happening. I, I guess I, I feel that'd like, be more exciting. I think. Yeah, I, I, I feel I, I just with Odell Beckham Jr.'s like. It, attitude issues. I just feel like he wouldn't buy into a, a you know building the Cardinals up. I think he wants to be in a situation where he can like win. And I do think right he likes away. the big market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think he'd rather you know get uh, not Josh Rosen to the to <laughs> yeah. the Giants because you you know how New York Jets and Giants quarterbacks are just eaten up. Yeah. Right away, but like can you imagine that? Because there was that rivalry in college with Darnold Rosen, oh. Darnold on the Jets, Rosen on the Giants. I'm just saying that would be cool. Yeah. I, I could see that. So all right. I'm just saying <laughs> you could do better. All right, mo- moving on with the uh, playoffs, though. It is now uh, down to the NFC Championship with the uh, LA Rams going against the Saints and. Uh, the AFC Championship being the Patriots yeah. versus the Chiefs, you the, hate the to one see and it. two seeds, just making exactly. All, all I, I hate that. That's awful. I yeah. I do hope we get someone new because I will say I knew it was going to happen. Like people were dogging the Patriots. Even Tom Brady in the post conference said, "Yeah, everyone thinks we suck now, but you know we're in the we're in the AFC Championship for the whatever straight time. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, eighth. Eight. Yeah. yeah, it's like Tom Brady is like if this doesn't cement Tom Brady as the goat, the man is forty. Getting the AFC championships like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, some quarterbacks have never even reached it once, and Tom Brady's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, he's got five rings. If Tom Brady won every Super Bowl, he'd have, like, what, eight or nine? Yeah, I and think so. It's just kind of ridiculous. So I don't want to see the Patriots. I want so badly Mahomes to get there. And I think, you know, also, I, I just, something irks me um, about the Rams. So, and I, I actually, even though the Drew Brees gave the, the schmacking to the Colts in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I I do like Drew Brees. I think he's a good guy. So mm-hmm. I would want to see Chiefs, 
Saints in the Super Bowl. Who are you going with? You know, I, I, I'm recalling a, uh, a great sushi night we had uh, oh. last month when we saw um, Monday Night Football yeah. between the uh, Chiefs and the Rams when people were saying that was a potential Super Bowl it was. Uh, matchup. And look where we are with only four teams remaining. It is still looking like that could happen. And, uh, you know... I, so I'm going to root for that. That was such an incredible that game. That was an awesome game. I, I loved watching that. It, People it, are saying one of the greatest regular season games of all time. Mm-hmm, and I, I agree. I, I would love to see that. It would be a mix of something new. The Chiefs and the Rams, two teams like two years ago that yeah. you, you never— Where's the um, Super Bowl at this year? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, if it's the breeze against um, Brady, it's it's it would be a classic matchup. That would be, and, you know, two, two quarterbacks at the tail end of their career. Yeah, two two great, uh, some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, but for my own pleasure, I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs and the Rams. What I think will happen is the complete opposite. Yeah, uh, with the the Patriots and the Saints. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to see Tom Brady it, yeah. and Bill Belichick. I, that's the thing. I, I don't want to either. I'm really tired of it, but they're great. And I think, you know, the, I, reaming the um, the Chargers la- last week, 41-28, uh, to 28, and that, that score is closer than the game actually seemed because, yeah. you know, they kind of let up at the end. The, yeah, the, no, the, I was disappointed in Phillip. Bro, yeah. this is your probably your best chance to get those. Phillip Rivers and Dan Fouts, you know, Ironic that they're both San Diego quarterbacks, but they'll mm-hmm. go down as like, like the bus of great quarterbacks. Yeah, you know they're they're great. They're Hall of Famers, you know, but they're like bus in the sense they're like sort of like Charles Barkley to basketball. Yeah, like you were a legend. You're great. No one can ever say you were a scrub or nothing, but you never won. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I say Philip Rivers never doesn't get a Super Bowl now. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I think it's it, too old. if maybe uh, you know. It, it, Gets really old, becomes one of those backup guys that yeah, starts falling, and then you know gets a ring that way. But he's never going to start a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's got to uh, do anyway. something though, man. With all those kids, dude, it's like <laughs> yeah, he's got to keep the money. Yeah, coming. he's just middle class. Yeah. At this point. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go for uh, um, NFL playoffs. We'll have more next week, obviously, on that. Oh, so we'd like to introduce a new segment. Oh God, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I know. Here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show, this is Brody and Eric's Fantastic Food Review. Oh, I do. Know know what this is. Yes, yeah, so we did discuss this earlier, but um, kind of last minute throwing uh, together. So how I imagine doing this, we, uh, you know, we'll eat some food. We yeah. give our live review. I don't know if you've ever seen the One Bite um, videos with on Barstool So wait, Sports. do you have food right now yes, with you? Oh, good. Thank God. I thought you were just teasing no, me. No, 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 no. Um, I uh, went and got food. I'm sure you're going to. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't, have you seen One Bite uh, Barstool I have right? This no. is going to be, in my mind, heavily influenced by that. He just goes and eats pizza and oh, rates okay. it 1 to 10. Okay. Well, and, I am excited about or this. Or 0 through yeah. 10. For those of you who don't know, I almost went to culinary school, um, really involved in cooking. I've been loved cooking. When I was little, um, instead of doing dishes or taking out the trash, my mom gave me money for cooking for the family. I'm currently taking the science of good cooking, and so I'm excited to enjoy this uh, delicious market egg salad. Yep, we got egg salad from the U-Mart right outside of our studio here. Uh, Let me read the ingredients. Cooked egg, mayonnaise, sweet relish, celery, mustard, fresh parsley, 
I doubt there's any. Do you see any fresh parsley in this no, beef? No, I, I do not. I do not. We, we've got a little plastic container here. Yeah, kosher salt, black pepper, allergens. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it, it was sitting there out there on, like, the fresh food cart at the uh, convenience store right out there. And, you, you know, uh, I, I envision us actually reviewing more, like, original signature food yeah. around on campus and local Tucson food. Um, but you know, this is, we'll have to do for our first time. Yeah. So, you know, take a bite, eat as much as you want. Yeah. Um, well, aroma is key in aroma. tasting. Cause like, okay. I'm not, I'm not flexing on no, you. No, flex on us. That, that's what this is for. Folks, uh, like with wine or any good food, you want to enjoy the aroma first, engage as many senses. So eyes, the presentation is garbage. So that already though does lower your standards, It's a, it's a right? lump. Yeah. It does lower your standards. Where, like, it's a lump of egg salad. Exactly. Where you like, you know, we saw that meal for our FCC banquet. It was plated on ice and we tasted it. And even if it wasn't as good, our mind tricked us. So yes. like already the, that's why you got a plating is so important because you eat with your eyes first. And because the way this looks, mm-hmm. we're already crapping on it. Yeah. So next you want to smell it. Ugh, smell no, that. Like get a, a good, get a nice a aroma in there. Sniff. Uh, you, well, I mean, it honestly just smells like egg salad. Yeah. But already, but, already seeing it, you, like you said, yeah. seeing it gives you a, a but does, already. Doesn't we it are breaking so- rules here at the campus. Oh, radio. Shoot, yeah. there are not, you are not allowed to have food um, in the studio, but. You know what? I'm I'm on e-board. I'm uh, I, will, do I, will, I, I will do what I want. Doesn't it smell can't. sweet though? And there's no sugar in this. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, it 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 does. I just didn't know if that was like the egg. I'm smelling know? the relish. That's coming through. Like okay. it smells like Costco relish. You let know, me get, a, let me get another sniff. Like, you can smell the pickle relishy smell. Yes, very pickly. Which is weird in egg salad. They, they, they say there was like onion or something. In I there? don't because think I see a little so. green thing. I think right that's there. the that's the relish. Oh, that's a relish. That makes right. sense. Makes so sense. I'm gonna dive in first, and then I'll let you eat, and then we'll give our yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll chow down. So the goal of this segment, folks, is to, you know, give you guys give, uh, a good sense of, you know, the food available here on campus. You know, give, you know, give a, you know, a little um, oddball segment here, uh, you know, lighten up the mood. Right? Eric is wincing right now as he chews. So I think this is good because, you know, you know me, I'm mm-hmm. kind of a food snob mm-hmm. and you're more of not a, you don't hate, you don't like eat crap food but you're a little bit like I know we'll go to restaurants and I'll be like this is awful and you're like I think it's pretty good yeah yeah I'll kind of eat whatever yeah um yeah like I you're wincing I'm like I I better than what I expected okay now again we got to remember what we're talking about we're having egg salad Mm -hmm. so like a two dollar egg salad from a convenience store on campus okay and I would like to point out um just like one bite um you know, we got to go zero through ten. We can use points. Like, it's figure skating. All right, we're going to be reviewing a lot of food yeah. over the course of the semester. So don't give it a zero yeah. because you just hate it that bad. Give it a reasonable score so you have room. No, I'll be, I'll be yeah, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So you have room to fit under and over. Yeah, so now here's the the hard, the thing that's really taking this down. The Holy shit, you just, oh, I apologize. You're just eating it. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. We'd like more. to apologize. Yeah. FCC clean. <laughs> I was just so taken aback. Like, I took one. One bite and was done. Brody's n- grubbing on this. Yeah, I've like, taken like three bites yeah. so far. I, I'm getting a little spice. I, that might be like relish and I'm just like really white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's you being a, mm. a white bite here. I'm going to give you my comprehensive breakdown. So the thing that's really holding this back is some texture. Mm. It's just so mushy, so bland. Like if you had some green onions, a little bit of a crunch, something that just kind of spiced it up, it, it's killing for a little bit of oniony flavor. Mm-hmm. That would boost this up so much. Now mm-hmm. I will say... It's not the worst egg salad I've ever had. It's mm-hmm. not the best. Mm-hmm. The way I like to do egg salad is not so much mashed like that, but more as like in chunks so you actually know what you're eating. Yeah. Um, on flavor, 
It's just a standard egg salad. So yeah. if average is a C, so if that's like a 7.5, a 75, mm-hmm. I'd give it like a 70. So a 7 out of 10 on taste. It doesn't right. taste bad. Yeah. Texture, again, just it was just too too bad. The texture is like a 1 or a 2. I feel like, see, I'm getting this texture and, I, you know, I guess I'm fine with mushy. Yeah, that's the, I, I just need a little bit of, so. Like, I, that's what I expect from egg salad, just a mushy mush of egg yeah. and whatever the hell, uh, heck else. Yeah, you know? so I guess flavor, seven, presentation. I Now, if we did this up, maybe put, like, some nice things, but just the way it is, presentation, a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavor, seven. I said that, like, three times, so. Yeah. Presentation one, flavor seven, texture like one, overall comprehensive review of this egg salad, factoring in price and where it's from. I'm going to go with a 4.5. 4.5. So like really like. Very low. I don't think that very low would be like two. Like if you get, like I didn't spit it out. Like I'll actually have another bite because okay. I'm hungry. See, I, like I'm, uh, I'm planning on like not going below five unless it's like literally like out of a wrap. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. See, I'm thinking this is maybe I'm yeah maybe it would be good to go a little more drastic with it though. But I don't think that's drastic though. I, I'm gonna go. See, I, I, it's I, like weirdly addictive now though. I can't see. Stop. That's the thing. Like it's like it's got this. Maybe that's the allergens that like, <laughs> yeah. makes it addictive or something. <laughs> allergens um, are just cocaine. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I okay. I'm on the okay. I'm teetering on the fence of uh, five point nine or six. Like I kind of don't want to give it the six. I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five point nine. Yeah. This, this is either way. This has been very good for our first installment. Yeah. Like, actually having live. Now I will say I'm gonna bump it up to a five because I just got a no, little bit. No. Once real. you say it, you can't change it. That's a rule. Once okay. you say it, you cannot well, change bullshit, it. That's bullshit. But oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Jeez, I'm gonna have to mute your <laughs> mute your mic. That's literally that. not allowed. We are on the <laughs> I'm air. Sorry. I, so, somebody's gonna come. Robbie's gonna come and <laughs> knocking down the door and. Um, I'd say, well, I, please, I, please, no. please stop. Please, please. He's out there. Anyways, um, so. That was good. Four, Although, four, this is a terrible noise in our ear. Yeah. <laughs> ASMR. I know. All right. So, that's it for uh, the first installment of Brody and Eric's fantastic food review. Um, I'm going to keep the scores down. I, I gave it a 4.9. I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. But really a 5. No, you gave it a 4.5. All right. Um, all right. So moving on, uh, we were did touch on this a little bit earlier. What are you What are you I doing? The Eric is in the back of the studio bending over the table. <laughs> I don't know why. I did arms and chest today. I couldn't push myself. Oh, out. okay. It's just a flex for the gym. I see. Um, but anyways, uh, we touched on this a little bit earlier in our NFL talk. Kyler Murray has been making waves in the sports world. The um, by good, I don't know, I was trying to make so a very good player in two sports, uh, baseball and football for the University of Oklahoma, um, was already picked ninth overall by the Oakland Athletics in the last MLB draft. Um, he announced on Twitter that he has declared for the NFL draft. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not surprising. I think everyone kind of saw this coming. Yeah, so did I. And everyone other than the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. But, but I, I'm sure the next guy would have taken it, or the next person yeah. in baseball would have taken him. Moneyball 2 will definitely feature this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I agree. But uh, if he gets – so he is entering the NFL draft. <laughs> if he um, gets picked in the first round, he will be the first person ever picked um, in the first round of the MLB draft and the NFL draft, mm-hmm. which would be pretty historic. And he's like five foot eight. 
Like yeah, this is really a, this short. is a small guy. Yeah. Uh, but obviously very good Heisman. Yeah. Uh, he's Heis- half Korean. Oh really? He's like his grandma's like Korean. So okay. I pull for him just because of that. Okay. Okay. He's Asian. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, but, yeah, sorry. I didn't no, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Uh, but, yeah, it's a very uh, causing a lot of controversy, a lot of discussion, obviously, online. Um, how about you? You go, Eric. What yeah. do you, what do you well, think of I've, this? I've actually watched a lot of this, and it's really interesting. So, Kyler Murray, I think it's important to know. At first, everyone's like, oh, baseball. You know, you see the contracts baseball players are getting now. Clay and Kershaw's like $240 million. Zach Granke's like $300 million. So, it's like, why would you not do baseball? Mm-hmm. And he's at a premier position, like outfielder. They could play him anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, people like baseball, and you don't have to deal with all the injuries of football, you know, head injuries, wrists like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, how many baseball players are having CTE? None. Yeah, none of them. Um, but what people don't realize is one, football, uh, the money is the, there is more danger. But think about it: what is more a more popular sport? Football, exactly. Especially in America, it's America's game. It is really so. Football, the money um, in football is more upfront; it's more immediate. Mm-hmm. Where in baseball, all these big name contracts, right? These are guys who are superstars of the league. In reality, though, like the utility um, shortstop, they're not making that much until like maybe later on. So it's not as much upfront money, you know. And remember, Kyler Murray would be kicking around in the minors. People would kind of forget his name. Where if he gets drafted in the NFL, you know. We polarize NFL rookie quarterbacks like they're gods. Mm -hmm. So the notoriety, the money up front is more. Mm -hmm. Now there is more risk physically and long term. But I think when you see those pros, (coughs) excuse me, especially um, against like, you know, the pros of baseball, which is really your long term health, which is important. But, you know, young kids, they don't really care. Like they're just thinking, oh, yeah, sure, I can I can live through anything. Or and the money isn't as good up front. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you're seeing. And at, at a certain point, you know, endorsements. You get more endorsements for being football. So yeah. the argument is coming. It's kind of uh, equals out. But my last point is we have to consider which one does Kyler Murray just love more. Mm-hmm. People have said that he just did baseball because he was good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know if you're good at it, that's great. Yeah. But I think it's come out more, and he's never directly said it. But I think you can tell. Because um, I've seen him, like, at BP and batting practice, and he's, like, you know, doing it. He's doing good. He's, mm-hmm. like – but his joy on the football field just seems mm-hmm. so much greater. Yeah. And if this is going to be your career for the next 20 years, t- hopefully 10, 20 years, do it. Make it something you love, dude. Yeah. And so I understand why he's going football, and I think if he gets drafted in the first round, he'll probably choose football. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, a big thing about football, he won the Heisman Trophy, yeah. which is no small feat no. for um, a college – quarterback to do and I I'd say you I'd argue that you can't win that without loving the game yeah you can be a starting an athletic <clears throat> you know starter for a college baseball team yeah. and um, not love it so yeah. I, I actually uh, wholeheartedly agree with you on that but you know a lot of uh, like you said the the financials are are big at play and the the floor like we we always talk about the floor and yeah. the ceiling for things the floor uh, for the NFL is a lot higher yeah. than um, going for the baseball because that's another thing to note is you know baseball players notoriously even first rounders even first overall picks in baseball mm-hmm. some have never made it out of the minors mm-hmm. and so there's a lot more risk reward yeah um and so that's been one argument I've heard where like at least if you're no good in baseball you're getting a little money yeah. Where if you're no good in football, you get that initial rookie contract, which isn't phenomenal, but it's something. Yeah, it'll literally set you up for years. Exactly. And years and so years. I, you know, and granted, I've never played either sport, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if I was Kyler Murray, I if, depending on where I got drafted, 
um, I would choose football. And that's what's harder. And people say, well, what about Bo Jackson? What about Deion Sanders? They did both. But they weren't quarterbacks. Deion was a corner. Bo mm-hmm. Jackson was a running back. Yeah. Where at the quarterback position, it really does have to sort of become your life to be great. Mm-hmm. And these teams aren't drafting a quarterback in the first round to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thinks, okay. And so it obviously goes without saying, a team, if they draft Kyler Murray, they're going to expect football to be his main thing. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm interested. It's a great storyline. We'll see yeah. how it performs. Yeah. I, I say uh, if I'm going to give my prediction, my hot take uh, would be Kyler Murray, obviously, declared for the NFL draft, goes plays throughout his rookie contract. Yeah. Sees where he's at. If he's going to last in the league. Small, <laughs> small guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where he ends up. And it's nice he has that choice for a backup. He'll be staying in shape, won't be working on his baseball game as yeah. much. But, I mean, for God's sake. You'd argue he'd be in better shape playing football. Yeah. Uh, you see Bartolo Colon is out there playing baseball. Yeah, still, and he's like 45 and fat. <laughs> but you see Tim Tebow, a guy who was unsuccessful in the NFL, changing his career over to baseball. And, you know, he obviously has a little more of in the public eye. And he's, mm-hmm. so it's a, a lot like ticket selling and stuff like that. And he hasn't made it to the majors yet. But if he can make that change, and he's still in it. Yeah, it's he's, not like he's given up. He's still yeah. kicking. I, and, like, I think he's in, is he in AAA now? I, last I saw he was in AAA, he might have been demoted. But, yeah. I, I but don't like, know still, sure. AAA, even just getting into the AAAs yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, like, like he's working his way up. Yeah. So I, I say Kyler Murray will definitely have that option if he realizes, you know, it talks to more guys. Because <clears throat> Deion Sanders was asked about, it, obviously, mm-hmm. a, a guy who would have um, a, lo- a lot of good advice on this. And he said, um, he told, you know, due to, like, health reasons um, and whatnot, he told Kyler Murray to pick up the baseball bat and never look back at, at football because it's just not worth it mm. and the, going through that whole career. But it would be cool of him to, like, touch football just for a little bit and yeah. then, um, you know, if that doesn't work out for him, if he's not just phenomenal, fall back to baseball. It's kind of ironic, these greats, because I, I, I know Bo Jackson hasn't commented, but <clears throat> people have said if he Bo Jackson focused on baseball, he would have been maybe the greatest baseball player of all time. Really? <clears throat> and because people forget the reason why he kind of fell off is because he got injured playing football. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of ironic, though, that these greats of the game are saying, yeah, don't play football. Yeah. So that probably has to go with something. But we'll see. I yeah. don't know. I'm rooting for the guy either way. And and at the end of the day, we're only talking about it because he's good at both. Mm-hmm. And so if either the best way that this will work out is either Kyler Murray can play or he can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. All right, we've got about 14 <coughs> minutes left. Um, approximately in the broadcast of Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. If anyone wants to call in, this will probably be the last time I say the number. <laughs> uh, it is 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806. We will put you uh, right on air here, and you can get on, on the discussion, um, even if you want to participate in our next segment. So without further ado, Eric, here we go. All right, you heard it uh, from Ludacris. This is our segment, Area Codes, that we started last semester. Uh, this is the segment where Eric and I choose um, our own area code 
to um, highlight from around America or wherever and um, give a, a little hot take or a little highlight of something uh, that, you know, that we want to say um, about it. So without further ado, um, my area code for this week is the Reno, Nevada area code 775. Eric and I had the distinct pleasure of covering the Arizona Bowl over this winter uh, winter break here in Tucson, Arizona between uh, the Nevada Wolfpack and the Arkansas State Red Wolves. That was a time and a half, Eric. Never forget it. Truly, shout out to Miles. Uh, Miles Peterson. Peterson. (laughs) Sorry, Miles. No, it's okay. For really coming through and being a great spotter and really just kind of meshing in real well, being a part of the team of Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. Yeah. But truly, what a a day. What a day. It it was amazing. It probably shouldn't have happened, if I'm being honest. Like, we might, but, you know. that room. Yeah, but it happened. Also, uh, shout out to Brian Jeffries for, uh, you know, producing the game, making sure we were on air and uh, staying back, doing the halftime show and everything. Um, That was awesome. Too, but uh, back to my area code uh, from the Arizona Bowl. The Nevada Wolfpack won 16 to 13 in overtime. The nail biter. Very intense game. Justice Hansen uh, from Arkansas State uh, had 26 for 46, um, passing uh, 275 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. But he did uh, look a lot better than Ty Ganji because yeah. if you remember Ty Ganji, Ganji, however you want to say it, potato, potato, uh, he went 18 for 34 with only 200 yards, and most of that came right at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, there only one touchdown and two interceptions. This was a very defensive game and yeah. a, a game of mistakes. Yeah, what was Eric. the name of that defensive lineman uh, we loved? Ronheem Bingham. Oh, yeah, Ronheem Bingham. Yeah. Uh, what a man. What all, a man. All defensive player of the conference and yeah. the went belt. down. You could say when he went down, that was a big... Tide shifter. Yeah, the the tide sure did um, change, but yeah, it was still a, still a great game. Had a pleasure. Um, so either way, I just wanted to uh, highlight Reno, Nevada, area code seven seven five as my area code yeah. of the week. How about you, Eric? Well, you know, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I'm gonna shout out the four six three. That is the area code for Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Shouting out my Colts, especially Andrew Luck, who really revitalized his career. You know, some people were thinking he was a scrub. He was washed up. No one knew. This Frank Wright guy would be any good. Um, you know, just a whole lot of ambiguity. You know, people were like, oh, you drafted an offensive lineman. You did that the past five years. Look where that's gotten you. But Quinn Nelson has really changed the tone. And so I will say, shout out to the Colts. Really got a brighter future coming ahead. Andrew Luck, you know, people have said he maybe lost a little bit of his prime, but I think he's still right in it and is still ready to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, not ready to make too many bold predictions. We got to see how this draft goes. But maybe the Colts in. A year, two, three might be Super Bowl contenders once again. Yep, we will see. All right, well, there you go for uh, area codes uh, for this week. We'll we'll check back next week to um, see what cities um, that we come up with then. But on to NBA talk. Eric, um, seems like a lot of uh, way too much stuff to cover uh, happened over the break. Uh, but we can touch on a very recent event, the Mavericks have been engaging in talks uh, to trade Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I, I've heard this. I've yes. heard this. And uh, I think the biggest, uh, or the, the the two teams that were, you know, out front uh, for that most were the Orlando Magic and the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. You know, Phoenix has just been desperate for a point guard. Dennis Smith Jr., 
people really liked him and still like him. He's just an athletic, crafty, decently offensive, capable guard. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Dallas is doing this. I think him and Luca. I've heard there's a little beef just like with egos, mm-hmm. but I honestly think it's a good matchup. Where they can just figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I would if he is gonna go. I'd like the Suns to him. I don't know what trade piece they'd use. Maybe they have to give up. Josh Jackson or maybe, you know, someone, but another young young player for young player. But we'll see. I don't know. I do like that for the Suns, but I kind of want them to stay stick around. But as much as it pains me to say, and people are going to think that DeAndre Ayton's not having a good season. Yeah. The man's averaging double a double-double. Yep. Like, what, like 16 and 10 almost? Like, he's playing well. Nor- mm-hmm. Ordinarily, this would be a Rookie of the Year candidate. But Luka Doncic, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He is breaking the mold for European players. He is by far, even though I love DeAndre, and by far the rookie of the year and just killing the game. Okay, I, w- I want to say something about that, all right? I, let him I, know, let him know. I'd say, okay, yeah, I, I got to give it to Luka Doncic. I've been absolutely phenomenal. He's got all the flashy plays. He's made the buzzer beaters. He's made those crazy three-pointers. He's, he does have the stats behind him, too. But I'd say more so, I, I, I'm trying to get the, the actual stats, if you could pull that, uh, try to pull that up, Eric, on um, the difference between uh, like DeAndre Ayton and Luka Doncic. So yeah, DeAndre Ayton is 16 points, 16.6 points, so almost 17 a game, 10 blocks, and I mean 10 rebounds, and one block a game, all right? All right. With a 21.81 player efficiency rating. Now, Luka Doncic, he's averaging right about, now I'm going to confirm, but... Um, He's averaging right around 22 points a game, so a significantly more um, amount of, you know, points. Yeah. But, oh, no, so 20 points a game, 6.7 rebounds, 5 assists. So maybe more of a complete player. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, he has a small forward, but he kind of, yeah, he has a jack-of-all-trades. He can can do a lot with with passing. But I'd say DeAndre Ayton averaging a double-double as a rookie while sharing the ball with Devin Booker Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. While Luka Doncic, it's like he's got the keys. Dirk Nowitzki isn't doing anything. Yeah, he's coming off the bench. Uh, They gave Luka Doncic. The, key, the, the keys because the, the Mavericks were one of the worst teams in the NBA last year. They're like, please be our savior. Yeah. And obviously he is, he is luckily doing that for them. But And I, I'd say he's making all those flashy plays, but do not count DeAndre Ayton too short. All right, I, I would say now looking after, at those stats, um, still put Luka Doncic ahead, but not by the gap that everyone is making. Yeah, everyone's yeah, saying, everyone's saying clear cut. Yeah, out, outright. Like DeAndre Ayton is like right behind yeah. him, and we got a lot of season to go. We are not even at the All Star break yeah. yet. And I think it hurts more though that because Dallas is winning some games yeah. and is in the playoff home where the Suns are straight booty cheeks. Yes. If if the Suns, you know, not even were in the playoffs, but were like maybe nine or ten. Yeah. Like sort of where the Mavs are, yeah. I think he'd be getting a lot more consideration. Yeah, but and I and I'd say you know that still does take away from him, but that's not Aiton's fault. You know, that's just an unfortunate circumstance that he might have to deal with and mm-hmm. will take will take away uh, the the rookie of the year if it comes down to a, a close race between them. But um, yeah, that's too unfortunate for him. We only got six minutes left, Eric. Yeah, and we gotta sign up for a thing instead. Oh yeah, so we should actually sign off right yeah. now. Um, on this day in sports history is our last segment of the day. A big, big event happened. Oh my goodness! Um, finally, today. yeah, finally in 1892, oh, God. basketball rules were first published oh. in the Triangle Magazine, written by James Naismith. Oh, ha- so so the 
world heard about the game of basketball. What a legendary day. On this day in 1892. I've actually shot a basket. Uh, fun fact, I've been to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. They've got a full-on court. It's a really cool setup. You should go one day. Uh-huh. And you can shoot on like how the evolution of the basket. Oh, really? And so I shot on a peach basket oh. and it was draining them. Like I was yeah. better on the peach basket. <laughs> Where it doesn't have a... No backboard, just a peach basket. Wow. Like the very OG version. And then, you know, you, it's kind of cool. Really, if you're a lover of the game of basketball or even just a liker, mm-hmm. um, go, it's in Massachusetts, you're ever in Boston or New York, just take a nice little train uh, train or car ride, totally worth it to see the Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, yeah, there's your endorsement, your, yeah. your destination for, for the week, but um, otherwise, Eric, do you want to sign us off? Uh, thank you so much, Wildcats, for tuning back in. Uh, we hope you have a great, great semester, a lot of big things coming, maybe some fresh new interns on the way, but we hope to have a lot more fun and creative um sort of like segments for you because, you know, me and Brody, we're getting experienced at this now. Yeah. I've been at it for almost a year and a half now, so we really appreciate all your listening and support, whether you listen on to us at 1570 AM or camp.arizona.edu or all of our podcasting platforms. (laughs) We appreciate you. Have a great semester, and we'll catch you next week right here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show.